I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. You got a lot of problems, don't you? Oh, it's good to be back. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to Christmas time. Well, that's what I'm assuming. Who knows what actually happened with this footage? Uh, we're pre-recording this. We're taking our time off for your list sucks, and we're gonna have a blast doing it. We're walking through top 100s. Hopefully, the one in the summer was really good. So this one's even better. Uh, I have some great people, and then not so great people. Oh, I'll let you guys right. determine who. Uh, so it's basically this side great, this side yikes. Okay. Uh, basically, it works the, the way the summer one did. Um, we're going to have a top 100. Everybody brought their top 100. We're going to go week by week, breaking down their 10 apiece. If somebody has one of theirs in a higher spot, they will yikes it for eternity almost. We could be six <laughs> episodes deep till we talk about that movie again. Because somebody had better taste or worse taste. We'll find out. Uh, I kind of picked a perfect panel to, like, blend like to have a lot of different uh, uh choices i have andrew bar bar uh you normally do fine in your list sucks or suck at your list sucks either way um how do you feel with top 100 i feel comfortable with this one actually mainly because i feel that i have a very eclectic list uh i feel like i have a list that covers many different genres many different eras um Films that people probably love, and then films that I feel like people are going to be like, all right. So, I'm pretty um, comfortable with my list. Next, Mike Hanley, you've done this before, just on a in a different universe that yes. no one ever saw. The dark um, universe, as we like to yeah. call it. <laughs> do you feel like you'll have a... This is your first time on your list, sucks, yeah. technically. But do you feel like you'll have the best top 100 list out there? No fucking way. <laughs> great movies, but no one ain't gonna fucking like them. <laughs> I hope you give more review for your movie than uh, your letterbox reviews. But you know what? I won't. I, I won't judge you on that alone. Next, we have Cameron Holtzman. Um, some would say putting you and Barr on the same list is just an asking for musicals to make the top 100. But I think you guys are much. You guys are different. Uh, enough to make this an interesting list. Do you feel like you'll have the best list or the worst list? So to to me, I have the best list because they're my favorite movies. To Cody, hell no. <laughs> That's fair. Cody, That's fair. you do not align in movie taste whatsoever. Uh, well, we do kind of, but there's going to be a lot of things where Cody goes, yeah, it's because you're a child. That makes sense. <laughs> and I'm prepared to deal with that fact. <laughs> And next, <laughs> another person that was in that dark universe uh, that never got to see the light of day, that is probably the most vocal about them never seeing the light of day because the amount of hours that you put into it. Uh, I promise, freaking hours. I promise these will see the light of day. Um, or at least that them their top 100. If they are at least, um, they could be earlier released or they could be at this scheduled time but they will be released nazario do you think you'll have the best list or the worst list uh well i have a streak going in this show where i always have the worst list 
according to you. But <laughs> I, I already don't expect many things to line up. I mean, I'm, I'm older, uh, and yet I love children's stuff. So it's kind of a weird mix yeah. there that I don't think a lot of people will relate that much with, but they should. They should listen. They should watch. By the way, small commercial. I have a preview of what Mike puts in his top 100 and beautiful. So how the show works is everybody brought in their top 100. We're working our bottom 100 to 91. So how the show's going to work is same format as normal. We're going to start at three, then, then we're going to do the middle half, then we'll trade the pieces. Uh, they're not going to talk super long just because how it's going to work, uh, being so short on the list. So first up, bar. Okay. Uh, so my number 100. Uh, Cody's gonna hate the fact that it's at number one hundred and not higher. Uh, is my cousin Vinny? Y- yikes! Yikes! To a later episode. Okay. To a later episode we go then. There's a uh, hundred number- movies. It's hard to immediately know <laughs> what I'm yikesing. <laughs> my number ninety nine is uh, Badu, Little Shop of Horrors. Yikes! To a later yikes. episode. Yikes! <laughs> Perfect. And uh, here's here's a choice that I don't think many people are going to guess that I would put on my list. My number ninety eight is Austin, as uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Okay, cool. Uh, I grew up with this movie. Um, when I was in middle school, I would watch this movie all the time until oddly enough, one day my my mom told me my dog ate my VHS copy of this. Uh, irony, but as Jim Carrey's performance in this movie is absolutely the high selling point of this movie. It is what you go to this movie for. He is killing it. I I think that this is Jim Carrey's, one of his best comedic performances. I laugh my ass off because of how he just throws himself into these jokes. And it's also a really interesting story. Um, Dan Marino does a good job. Courtney Cox does a really good job. Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie is really funny. Yeah, um, I'm, it's ninety eight, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna save the the shotgun. This is just gonna be like a BB round. This movie sucks. Uh, this movie is great. This movie sucks. Um, this is one of the ones that people are like, Jim Carrey, so funny. Ah, no, dope. Don't care about it at all. Um, is this the one with the football scene? Yes. Best out. part, best part of the whole movie. Just watch the YouTube clip of it, and then you'll be good. You'll save yourself about an hour and like thirty minutes. Dan Marino's good. What a weird statement to start at ninety-eight, but whatever. We're on. Um, Mike, give us your uh, hundred, ninety-nine, and ninety-eight, and then we'll talk. Okay. Top uh, number one hundred is Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Now ninety-nine. Ninety-nine is Bubba. Yeah, you do it all three, and then we'll skip. Oh, three, okay. Bubba Hotep for my ninety-nine. <laughs> then my ninety-eight. Throw Mama from the train. Ooh. Okay. Now, Walk us through this lovely piss. <laughs> Friday Thirteenth Final Chapter, definitely my favorite Friday movie. I love Corey Feldman. I was Corey Feldman as a little kid, with the exception of making Monster Max masks. I love horror movies. I looked. Add Corey Feldman as myself. Uh, he's scared of Jason, but by the end, he's ready to kick the shit out of him. You got Crispin Glover with the greatest dance ever in a movie. No one could ever beat that dance. And then you have some great jump scares, including the one where 
Jason flies through a glass and grabs Corey Feldman, which he had no idea was coming. I just love the hell out of it. It's a great fucking movie. <laughs> we knew it was coming, folks. Yeah. They're, all, they're, all, yes. they're all five stars for me. All right, give us 99. And then Bubba Hotep. Eat the dog dick of Anubis, you asswipe. That's all I need to say about that. It's an amazing fucking movie. You've got Bruce Campbell as Elvis. Could be an Elvis impersonator, but he thinks he's Elvis. And you got Ossie Davis as Black JFK in an old folks' home going against a mummy. You can't get any better than that. It's just an amazing fucking wild ride. It's a great fucking movie. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. You're ready to hear that phrase 98 more times. <laughs> Hell yeah. You got to throw mama from the train. My favorite edition of Strangers on a Train. I love Billy Crystal and I love Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is amazing in this movie. He is so, he's such a sweet guy, even though he wants to have Billy Crystal kill his mom. He's an idiot, but he is so sweet. The reason, like, she treats him like shit the entire movie, but you can tell she does love him. And he grows to love her after pretending to, like, he wants to fucking kill her the entire movie. Billy Crystal is amazing going back and forth with Danny DeVito. There's specific scenes in here that I'm not going to give away, but if you haven't seen it, please watch it. It is such a great fucking movie. Like I've said many times, when you click on Mike's reviews and think, oh, what is he going to say about that? <laughs> it's the same. It's the same every time, and I, I fall for it every time. Um, the star should tell me. I still don't care. I still click it. Um... Uh, so Friday the 13th, I've probably seen this one. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, between, like, ages 9 and, like, 12, I was I watched all of these. Thinking, wow. like, like, I just always would watch them. And, like, apparently I thought I was a horror kid. And then I turned 13 <laughs> and became a pussy. And I just stopped watching them. So I was fine at one point, terrified now. So i probably seen it. I don't know which one, but how you're describing it. I remember it, but I don't know if I liked it or would like it now. Uh, 99, I think you just made up a movie. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never heard of this movie. I looked it up, and it does exist, apparently. Um, it's actually highly rated, too. Um, so it's impressive. Um, you, you basically could have just sold it. You sold me on the movie. I, I have to watch this now. Um, I don't know if I'll like it, but way to bring something original to your top 100. And then, 98, <laughs> throw Mama from the train. Um, I remember looking over your top 100 and thinking, Mike. <laughs> but it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Like, it's still funny. And you have two great, like, two great character actors working in it. So I'll give you a pass at 98. That's fine. Next, we got Cam. Cam, what is your hundred ninety nine ninety eight? Uh, my one hundred. Yeah, uh, my one hundred. I have a feeling is gonna get yikes. My one hundred is My Fair Lady. Yeah, yeah, yikes. Yeah, like I said, I bet money that Bar's gonna yikes my number one hundred. He just stumbled. <laughs> <laughs> you threw him off. No, uh, I was my, thinking, whatever. My number ninety nine is Warrior. Yikes. All right. Uh, and my number ninety eight is Heather's. Okay. All right. Talk so about, about that one. Uh, yeah, Heather's is like if 
if Mean Girls or Clueless was like a dark comedy 80s movie full of murder, and it's a real fun time. Uh, it's it's just really charming and really weird and dark in an interesting way. Uh, Winona Ryder is great. Uh, over the course of this list, you're going to come to find that I do enjoy Winona Ryder movies quite a bit. Uh, I like Winona Ryder. Deal with it. Um, like, it's just fun. I think it's got a great, really twisted sense of humor. Uh, and it has a really good, like, biting commentary on, like, teen society that still works today. As much as the, the methodology of the people uh, going against the popularity is not great, the sentiment kind of still holds up today and was also adapted into a fantastic stage musical. Heathers. It's yeah. great. Um, I knew there would be a tie back. Um, uh, this is another one I have not seen in my lifetime. Um, I've heard everything about Heathers. Um, I probably could answer even trivia questions about Heathers, but have I seen it? No. It's been asked about numerous times, but I haven't seen it. Um, so, good choice. I'll probably check it out. You didn't sell me too well on it, but like, I guess that's the point of Heathers. It's like, it's murder, it's this, and but it's fun. Two it's teens murder the popular kids because the popular kids suck. It's my... It's every bullied kid's better. fantasy. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But... Alright, so we have Nazario. You're 199.98. I like kid things. I like kid things. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was so a kid... Scared. When I was a kid, kids were not pussies like now. Like they cannot get a little bit scared because everything has to be sanitized to the point of what you get is Arctic dogs. Thanks, Chantel. So my 100 movie is based on a Roald Dahl book. It's 1990s The Witches. Witches, okay. What's your 99? My 99 is another kid's movie where wild things are. Okay. And my is not a kid's movie. It let me in. Okay. No yanks. Perfect. Roald Dahl's books are great fodder for movies because they are for children, but they're really twisted and they're really scary. And good directors know how to take advantage of that. And The Witches is a very creepy story where Angelica Houston gets to play a mean-ass witch. Basically, witches hate children. And the Grand Supreme Witch discovers this formula that can turn kids into mouses. Because they hate children so much, they rather have mice. And they can step on mice and kill all the children in the world. One kid discovers this by accident, so they turn him into a mice to test the formula. And then you see the whole movie from the kid's point of view, trying to defeat the witches as a mouse. It's great. If somebody has heard of this, it's getting remade by uh, Robert Zemeckis with Anna and Hathaway as the Grand Witch. And I think it was supposed to be released in 2020, but now nobody really knows. I really recommend watching the original. It's scary. It's, I think it was made in, by British people, but it's really good. It's scary, and if you have a kid who is not very still scared, watch it with him. He'll enjoy it. Okay. Very nice. nice where the wild things are. Where the wild things are is a lovely book written by Maurice Sendak. It only has 22 lines in the whole book, 22 phrases. And somehow, 
Spike Lee managed to make a full movie out of it. Spike, no, Spike, Spike Jones, sorry, no Spike Lee. Spike Jones, which is a brilliant director, and he grabs the material as little as it is, mostly with the with the illustrations, and expands it into a 80 minute film that is very engaging. It has some, uh, songs by Arcade Fire that are amazing, and the whole story of Max dressing his wolf costume, just running off because he doesn't like what his mom is dating Mark Ruffalo now, and he just wants to be a wild thing, and then he just becomes the king of the wild things. It's it's really sweet. It's really it's a little scary, like I said, but kids will enjoy it. It's great. And '98 is uh, Matt Reeves' remake of Let the Right One In, which is a, I think Swedish, the original movie, I think a Swedish film of uh, the story of a little girl who just turns out to be a vampire, and this little boy who befriends her and basically ends up being her life mate. And it's kind of cute because it is two little, you think it's two little people, but the girl is like an ancient vampire. So it's kind of weird in that way, but also very good. And the remake by Matt Reeves, I actually think is superior to the original in my personal taste. I think he went a little deeper with some of the, the darker parts of the movie. And Chloe Gray Moretz is just amazing in the movie. Uh, it's great. I love all this. Okay, so witches. Um, that's the kind of <laughs> nightmares. The um, Grand High Witch Supreme. Yeah, my, my, it's a kid's movie. My, uh, my sister loved that movie. Um, that movie was the reason I may have pooped my pants when I was four. <laughs> um, I'm not for sure, but possibly. That movie, no. Do not watch it. Do not even share it to kids. Wait till 2020 or 21. Let the new one come out. Let that other one reside in a drawer somewhere. Hide it. Um, terrifying as a kid. I will never revisit it, I don't think. Uh, 99, where the wild things are. Okay. Not much to say about it. <laughs> Messed me. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not in love with the movie, but I don't hate the movie. Um, so no big issues with that one. And then your 98, you said, I think the original is Sweden. Swedish? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Um, I'll take your word for it. Good job. Um, uh, so we're going to start back. Now everybody gets to say some stuff again. I'm going to keep you guys on a pretty tight leash to say, like, a lot of comments. Again, we're at the bottom. So, Bar, you're going to start through seven through four in the words of, uh, so, um, yep. so go ahead and start. Oh boy, I'm going to start off strong in Cody's eyes with this one. Uh, it is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yikes. Yikes for a while. <laughs> right. Great. I don't care, Cody. You don't get to shit on me right now. Uh, I'm about to shit on the other person because that's way too high. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my next pick, my number 96 pick, is uh, one of my favorite 90s movies. It is Boys in the Hood. Okay. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Uh, a great coming-of-age tale told by the late, great John Singleton uh, with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ice Cube. Ice Cube giving one of my favorite performances of the 90s, to be completely honest with you, as Doughboy. Um, it, it's just a really well-told story. Um, you you really connect with all of these characters, especially Lawrence Fishburne as uh, the dad. Uh, I think it's Furious Styles. Um, 
it's it's such it's just a, a great piece that you can tell that everyone was passionate about. Um, there's one death scene in this movie, which is it's it's really heartbreaking because they build up the one character so well instead of him just being a character that's there and you're like, oh, well, that character's going to die. Um, <clears throat> it, it's just a really strong drama and you feel for all of these characters. Um, Boys in the Hood, my number 96. Quality. Quality movie. I like this movie a lot. Um, I've seen it a bunch of times. I think it's really good. Um, probably the range I would have it if I did a top 100, it'd be at the bottom half. It may not make the list fully. But I don't hate the choice at all. I think it's really good. Um, Mike, Cam, Nazario, didn't have it on your list. Um, not a fan of it, or just don't think it's top 100 material in your guys' eyes? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? <laughs> Whew. I'm blown away. I thought that would never utter when we're talking about bar movies. That's fine. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. Mike, the camp. I think it's a great fucking movie. You know, not in my top hundred. <laughs> We're gonna hear it four hundred times. I love it. Okay. Well, maybe you might hate a movie. I can't wait. You know, I think it's a really good movie. I just don't love it. So, yeah. totally fair. Okay, what's your ninety-five? Uh, my number ninety-five is one of my favorite biopics. Uh, it is I Tanya. Okay. Uh, I, Tanya, <clears throat> follows the story of uh, Tanya Harding, a uh, disgraced figure skater. Um, and it kind of follows her, like, her start as a child up to the incident, as it is referred to throughout the film. Uh, <clears throat> Margot Robbie gives a hell of a performance. If it wasn't for one other performance that year, I think that she would have just walked away with the Oscar. Because she is phenomenal. And I really like the way that this story is told. It's sort of like a combination of, like, interviews and, like, a your typical, like, you're following the story as it happens. Because um, you see interviews with um, Margot Robbie, uh, Sebastian Stan, and Allison Janney's characters. Um, it's just a really fascinating character study, seeing the mindset of this one person and seeing her world develop and crumble at the same time. Um, I think that it's just a really smart, really well-told story with a really great underrated score. And the incident scene itself is really, really interesting. And it's, you really like start to feel, uh, it's almost thrilling in a sense. Um, so yeah, I, Tanya. And Cody's gone. All right, so let me talk about uh, let me talk more about Margot Robbie. Um, she is one of those actresses that I think you will see a lot more of in the future. She's got promise. She's got potential. This is the most man movie you could have brought up to this <laughs> list. I think it's fine. Like I think this is two great performances in an okay, um, mediocre movie. Like I think Allison Janney and Margot Robbie. I think those two are great. The rest of it, I was just like, meh. And I've heard this. I guess being a sports fan, I've heard the story for so long about her getting her whacking the girl in the knee and the scream. My, ow! I don't care. Why? Why? 
Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Physically, don't care. Um, and I know that may make me heartless. That may, make, but I think the movie is fine. I'm, I'm surprised it grabbed you. Now, if you've seen a hundred films, it makes sense. It made your list. But if you've seen above it, I wait, wait to see what missed. Uh, everybody else on I Tanya. I actually think Paul Walter Hauser is the best performance yes. in the movie. I think uh, Doug Castle. Other than that, I liked this better when it was called The Price of Gold and made by ESPN. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, like, anybody else? Uh, it, was, it was a good fucking movie. You know? <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Not, not a great one, but a good one. <laughs> That, you know how bad that makes that movie? Pretty bad in his eyes. You know, uh, I don't love this movie. I saw it once. I think it's good. I think there's a few good performances. Uh, I think there's a better female-led biopic from 2017 that I realized I forgot to put on my list, and now I'm sad. So, oops. I'm talking about Molly's game. Uh, we'll oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's your 94? Uh, my 94. Oh boy, we're gonna be on brand for this one. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> yeah, Yankee Doodle. Hey, Bar, you ever feel like Eliza Doolittle? <laughs> uh, <laughs> only when I'm singing H A you guys will probably find out later, maybe. Um, but, okay, Yankee Doodle Dandy. It is a biopic about uh, George M. Cohan. He was a singer, dancer, um, songwriter, play, uh, like playwright, all of that. This is a movie that is built upon uh, the performance of James Cagney. This movie should not work. This movie should not work at all because George M. Cohan was kind of like had his fingers in it the entire time. And it should and it should have come across as a movie that's just congratulating itself and patting itself on the back and giving itself a hand job. But <laughs> but we're ninety-four know, in and we're already there. Hold oh, on. <laughs> but it turns out really well because James Cagney gives one of the greatest performances in movie history with this. He is so believable. And the dancing that he does, oh my god, like I, I found out that he was a trained dancer after this after I saw this movie because it is some of the most impressive dancing I've ever seen put to film. The direction and the cinematography is great. It is a beautiful movie to look at. Um, and once again, it's a movie that shouldn't work, but because of the performance of James Cagney, it is such a great movie to watch. And I highly, highly recommend that anyone who likes uh, biopics or like just the theater in general, I highly recommend you watch this movie. Sure. It's right up there with the third man. I'm probably not going to watch it. We can talk about talk that about later. It. You talk <laughs> about it, so cool. Anybody else see Yankle, Yankee Doodle Dandy? He said this movie gave itself a hand job. so for a moment there I thought he was talking about Space Jam. But, since he isn't, I haven't seen it. I have so many questions, and I want none of them answered. Um, that being said, I have not seen this movie. Uh, I would, uh, I've talked about how I haven't seen this movie on another show. 
don't watch that. It's painful. <laughs> I don't know. And I haven't seen it since high school, so I don't really have much I can say on it. <laughs> At least watch one of James Cagney's dancing performances in this movie. Just watch one of those if you're not going to watch James the Cagney. Probably not. Um, okay. Uh, Alright, so we're off on... We're, yeah, we're done. So, Mike, 97. <laughs> Here uh -oh. comes the shit. Uh -oh. My first Spielberg, which is definitely not going to be the last, but number 97 is Tom Cruise's War of the Wolves. The shit begins. <laughs> I love the hell out of this movie. You know why I love it? Because it has Tom Cruise as the dad that decides, fuck it. And when an alien invasion happens, I want to take my kids to my ex's house. I don't want to fucking deal with them. And I love the hell out of it. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I love the relationship between him and his son especially, because not only does his son totally miss a baseball to break a window, but he steals his fucking car <laughs> in the middle, beginning of the movie. Then his son takes off, and Tom Cruise, you know, he looks to go after him, but he needs to go after his daughter, and he goes, you know what, fuck it, once I grab my daughter, I ain't gonna go after him. He can go off on his own. It's fine. I love it. I'm all for it. <laughs> Tim Robbins, the scene with Tim Robbins especially, I love the hell out of it. I think it's one of the great, uh, what, what would you call it, uh, great um, uh, cameo appearances by Tim Robbins especially. That and Tenacious D, uh, both of his appearances in both those movies. It has great visuals especially, great cinematography. It's a great fucking movie. <laughs> So I think everybody has those films that before you join this community that you're like, that's not a bad movie. This is a great movie. Like, who doesn't like this movie? And this is one of them. I like this movie a lot. I think I've seen this movie more times than some Spielberg that I actually think are better. Um, I just find it very entertaining. I find it stupid, but it's a lot of fun. So I don't hate the choice at all. 97 is a perfect place for War of the Worlds. If you had it at 2, we'd have a whole different conversation. But 97, you get a, a path. Uh, so why do you guys hate Spielberg and Cruise together? Because I can't figure out why. Because it's a combination that never works and should never work. And uh, uh, I just haven't seen this movie. Oh, okay. I also have not seen this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have seen this movie. That's why it's not on my list. Ooh. So here's the thing, like, I've heard it's really bad, but Mike pitching any movie kind of makes me want to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I want to judge Mike, but then he gives his reasoning, I'm like, you know, it kind of makes some sense. <laughs> want to see a dad that says, hey, alien invasion? Okay, X, you're going to take him. I'm done. <laughs> we need Sign to get, me up. We need to get Mike into the marketing department of, like, Paramount or one of those studios. <laughs> This movie. Well, why is it great fucking movie? Okay, well, thanks for <laughs> We're going to give it the Oscar. Um, okay. Uh, 90, uh, your P, yeah. Learn to use your mic, Cam. I'm um, trying. <laughs> all right, 96. Okay, 96, I have seven. Hmm. Nope. Nope. What this? happened? 96, oh. you have, 96, the list that I was, is different from that. So, what? hold on one second. Great start. Cam, <laughs> you're also Cam. You're on the wrong mic, by the way. Am I? You're on the wrong mic. That's why you're peeking. Is you're talking Wait, normally, but you have your fucking headphone mic right here, and you're so you're doing your like I'm talking about thing. That's like better. There you yeah. fucking go. 
There freaking, it is. Freaking online university is messing up my mic settings. There you go. Sure. Sure. I was, oh, like, I was just like, that is yeah, it's the switch on those two. I don't know what the hell happened there. So, right, so is, there any... is 796 or 95? What the fuck happened here? Like, I wrote it down. Uh, right. Basically, okay. So it's um, uh, 94 is 90. Uh, 94 is 95. Okay. 95 is 96. And um, uh, a 96 yeah. is 94. Letterbox. Okay, I got you. I see what you're doing. Okay, here. I got you. Yeah, I don't know what uh, the hell. No, he, he put it in the Google Doc. Yeah, oh. I fucked up on the Google Doc. That's why. Okay, it's okay. I got you. Uh, I got make you. sure you look over it for future episodes so that we yes. know the correct. That shit oh, yeah. is going to be better than seven. Okay, huh? so yeah, your final list that's going to show up on it the other episode is going to be incorrect. I can't change it at this point, but I will oh, yeah, yeah, except no for problem. the top one hundred graphic. Okay, uh, so give us your ninety six. Wait, before we start, do you want me to just do it in the order that's on the Google Doc? Because it's not like it's a big change. I'm talking about fucking all of them, basically, at this point. Well, I, fi I fixed it to the one that you have it as. Like, the one that you want it to be. I just oh, fixed okay. it. So you just oh, talk yeah. in the order that you have it. Wait, oh, perfect. Okay. Wait, wait. Was he saying 97 or 96? 96. He said 97. He said the War of the Worlds 97. So, yeah. what we should do is we should just start over as in going into 96, so it's a cleaner edit. <clears throat> cool. All right, Mike, what's your 96? Okay, 96, I have seven. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Thanks for well, that that for 95. 95, I have contact. Okay. With Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. This is a movie that made me fall in love with space and uh, aliens and all that jazz, you know. I love the fact that, um, and my favorite part of this movie is not even any of the main actors. It's Jake Busey. Jake Busey is incredible in this movie because he gives one stare that looks like he's going to fucking tear your soul out out of your asshole and show it to you. And it's amazing. <laughs> I, I will watch that performance every day in my life. <laughs> it's great. You know, um, basically is Jodie Foster. She gets a, a message from aliens that they want her to build or they want Earth mind you, to build a contraption. Half the people do not believe it. Other half do. When they start to believe it, then they don't want her. The person that bet her life on finding these aliens, they don't want her to go up. Fuck it. They want somebody that, you know, they want a religious figure to go up because she's not going to ask the right questions that they want to ask these aliens. But then shit happens, things explode, and she gets to go anyways. It's an amazing movie. It's a great fucking movie. My number okay. Yeah, I haven't seen Contact. Um, that's like I think like the '90s and uh, I think the '90s was really good at like space travel or something. I mean, it was like, and they made a lot of these. It honestly looked like I'm so I forgot Zemeckis did this, so I want to check it out. Um, and it's 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 highly rated. It's two hours and thirty minutes to see somebody stare. No one's to rip their soul out through their ass and show it to them. Um, so I don't know if I want to see that, but I kind of want to see the stare. I want to see what, it, what stare you're talking about. Um, anybody else on contact? I'm pretty sure Nazario has seen it, but has Bar and Cam seen it? No. <laughs> I've been meaning to. Well, that's classic Bar. Instead of just saying no, <laughs> it's on his list. 
probably the full metal list. Um, anyways, what? What's your Contact name? is a great film. Zemeckis did a great film in the middle of the 90s that no one saw because people didn't like the ending. Let's just say David Morse in the beach. Why? Because people are morons. You have to think beyond what, what did they expect? They expected to see aliens in an alien planet and E.T. saying hi. <laughs> no. Think a little bit. It has more feeling. And the twist that comes when she comes back and she tries to tell people, ah, it, it's it's brilliant. It's great science fiction. And yeah, you're, you're right. Jake Busey with his Jesus Christ thing. <laughs> creepy ass there. Dumb scared man. Done. Great movie. Go watch it. All right. And what is your 94, Mike? 94. I have Hatchet. Now, right. this basically invigorated the slasher genre after the screams came out and it was kind of slowing down. This one came out. Adam Green, he's in love with 80 slashers. He brought back the greatest 80 slasher guy in the world, guy who played Jason for three movies, four movies, sorry. Thank you. Yes. Kane Hodder. And Kane Hodder not only plays the slasher Victor Crowley, but he also plays his father because he, Adam Green wanted to show that this dude not only can fuck people up, but he can actually make you smile and make you cry. He doesn't do that either to me, but I just love seeing him rip people's heads off because it's fucking amazing. And the kills in this movie are incredible. They're inventive. Blood is shooting out where they shouldn't be shooting out. Shitload of blood is coming out of humans that should not even be in there. It's a great fucking story. <laughs> that takes place in a swamp. If you haven't seen this, during Mardi Gras, mind you, if you have not seen this movie, if you love slashers, if you love 80 slashers, it's can't be a shit, please go watch it. Great jokes. It also has Candyman himself, Tony Todd, and Robert England in a very small role, but a very funny role as well. And it has a dude that drinks his own piss. It's a great fucking movie. Watch it. Okay, you're really good at selling movies. This one you didn't sell me at all. Um, yeah, too too much horror for me. I'm thinking so. Um, sure. Um, it, it when you said it, I was just like, I think I've heard that. <laughs> and then nope, didn't nope, didn't see this one at all. Um, yeah, but it seems like a Mike Hanley movie. I'll be honest with you. So that's fair. Uh, anybody else besides Rosario seen Hatchet? Never even heard of it until recently. That's going to be a no from me, dog. Nazario. <laughs> Everybody Why should no just, hatchet? Go just go watch Hatchet, Hatchet 2, Hatchet 3, and Victor Crowley. Please, do yourself a favor and just go do that. I'm not going to say anything else. You should just watch the movie. It's great. It's fair. Okay. Now we're to Cam. What is uh, your 97? Uh, my number 97 is Honey Boy. Yeah, I figured I'd be the only one who has this. Um, this is a movie that's just very much tailor-made to be a movie that I like. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is one of my favorite actors, which I know is a really weird sentence to say, but it's true. Uh, and a movie written by Shia LaBeouf, where Shia LaBeouf plays his own father, uh, mentoring Lucas Hedges and Noah Jupe, both playing Shia LaBeouf, is a very Cameron Holzman movie. Uh, it's really good... Uh, the screenplay has so much, like, 
emotion in it. And I think it's because it was like written by the person it's about when they were in such a difficult place. Cause Shia LaBeouf wrote it while he was in rehab uh, as like a therapeutic process. I think it's directed really well. Uh, Shia LaBeouf gives an incredible performance that personally I think should have been nominated for an Oscar last year. Uh, Noah Jupe and Lucas Hedges both do great jobs as like the, different versions of different ages of the character who is supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. Uh, it's just a really heartwarming film where you see like the effects of a father son relationship and how much it can help or harm a person. And then it's through the eyes of this notable figure who has had this very public troubled presence. And I think it's fantastic. I haven't seen honey boy. Um, it was on my list. I just, I'm trying to go through older movies right now before I start watching stuff that just came out. So I've heard good things about it. I haven't heard great, great things about it. Um, but um, I think you described this as a Cameron Holtzman movie. So that once I watch it, I'll let you know for sure if I agree with that. Um, people had some kind of reaction to it, I think, because maybe it's just so new or something. But um has everybody on the panel seen Honey Boy? Uh, do you agree that it should be on the list, or should it uh, too new to be on the list? So is this a movie about how he's an actual cannibal? No one knows that reference. Got it. Got it. No, cool. I know the reference, Bar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is one I've been ah, – man, this, it's one I missed, and I really wanted to watch it. I really did because I thought it looked – It's on his list. <laughs> told me that it was a Shia LaBeouf movie where he was playing his own dad and about his own life written by himself. I didn't want to watch it, so I didn't. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's fair. Hey, it's a great fucking movie. I think it's my favorite Shia LaBeouf performance that he's ever done. He, he is fucking amazing in it. Better than Sam Witwicky? Oh, we'll get to that later. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> what? I'm. I'm just. I can't tell if that's a joke. I don't, or not. I don't actually scared. know if it's on his list, but I really hope <laughs> no. Please, no. Um, that's not a joke. All right. What oh, is God, your ninety-six? No. Uh, my ninety-six is Dog Day Afternoon. Wow. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I kept assuming uh, that this was gonna get yikes because for some reason my brain I kept thinking Kirk was on this list and I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> he's not. He's on the. He's on the one in summer. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was like Kirk's doing the top one hundred, so I'll say this at ninety six, and Kirk will get mad at me, despite the he's fact that will. I at least have it. Uh, he's gonna be mad at me when he sees this still. Uh, but no, uh, I think it's a really great self-contained story. Uh, Al Pacino is incredible in this movie. Uh, John Cazale, who only did five movies and all were nominated for Best Picture, is absolutely fantastic in it. Uh, it's just this really nice, simple story that's based on true events. Uh, it holds tension really well, and you see this guy who's kind of doing just the wrong thing this entire time, where he's like, he's holding people hostage and he's robbing this bank, but so quickly you're able to sympathize with him because you see, like, oh, he has very legitimate reasons for wanting to do this. He's being very nice to all of these people. Like, it makes a really well-balanced character who is able to be both a good guy and a bad guy at the same time. And I think that's really, really well done. So, hopefully, by the time that... This comes out. I have seen this movie. <laughs> this is one that has slipped through the cracks that I want to see. It's actually 
peek behind the curtain, my next movie today that I'm watching. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so then I'm you will have seen it by then. I will have seen it. Well, things could happen. Um, but as a crime, per- like a person that loves crime movies, this is one that has always slipped by me for so long, and I'm happy to finally take care of it. Um, but I don't think Kirk's going to be mad at you for having it at 96. I think he's going to be more <laughs> upset than three other people. Did See, not I don't know, though, because Kirk seems to just like not like me for having opinions about anything. <laughs> I mean, that's valid, but that's Kirk. Um, he'll show up in the comment section at some point. Um, okay, um, you guys didn't have Dog Day. Why not? Uh, is it not worth my time? I haven't seen it, actually. And this is one that I actually do want to see. But he made it kind of sound like John Q and... Now I want to see it less. <laughs> it's not John Q. Although John Q's good. So you know John Q is fantastic, sir. Uh, I, had to watch, I had to watch John Q for, for high school. Um, okay, so I have seen this movie. It is a movie that I feel I need to see one more time, though. Um, because there is a lot to, uh, to decompact in this movie. Um, but you're right. The John Cazale and Al Pacino give incredible performances. Um, the the way you're able to sympathize with them, like through the one, I think the one guy has asthma, um, yeah. and he yeah, and he lets him out of the bank because he he didn't have an inhaler on him. Um, and uh, Chris Sarandon in this movie, so good, so good. That one speech he gives in the barbershop is so good. It is one more that I want to see one more time, but I feel like as soon as I do, it would probably make my list as well. I think this is a good pick. If Prince Humperdinck is in it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. I think it's a good fucking movie. You know, I I have very mixed feelings on Al Pacino. I don't really care for a lot of his movies, but he does pretty good, good fucking job in this movie. I think movies have done it better for the bank robbery sequences and stuff like that. I think other movies have done it better, but I still enjoy it. Decompact is one of the most confusing word choices I've ever heard, Bar. I think you meant unpack. <laughs> but that's just me. That's or expand. All I, I didn't hear anything else. That's all I've been hearing. I'm like, what the hell did you just say? Um, this is going to be a long 100 series for me and Bar. Um, yeah, I'm with Mike, though. I'm, I'm very mixed on Al Pacino. I agree with that. I either like him a lot or can't Despise well, I, I the am man too. For like, everything that he is. Like, he, he can literally make a movie go incredible or flaming pile of dog shit. So, um, Zarya's okay. got a point, though, Dunkachino. What's his name? Dunkachino. Isn't, be- isn't he the best part of that? I don't know. Yeah, okay. that's, yeah, yeah it makes that's the movie perfect. perfect. Cool. I mean, uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> true. All right, what's Where your 95? My number 95, I'm prepping to hear the word yikes, is Beauty and the Beast, the 1991 version, because I'm not crazy. Yikes! <laughs> yeah. Literally on the list I sent to Cody, it says Beauty and the Beast, 1991. I'm not a lunatic. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are some people in this community who like the other one. Uh, my number 94 is The Adventures of Tintin. I see a giddy smile on Mike's face, and I'm happy. Uh, yeah, this movie is awesome. Uh, the animation style of it is, 
it's weird because like I hate the Polar Express, and a big part of that is because the animation style of that movie creeps me out. And then this is like what that animation style should be, where it's realistic, but not in a way where it's like like Uncanny Valley, uh, objectively terrifying. It's just really interesting to watch. Uh, despite it being an animated movie, it's incredibly well directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg. Hello, blockbuster video. Uh, like the scene where they have a full city like sinking into the ocean is so cool. Uh, Jamie Bell is great as Tintin. Uh, Andy Serkis is fantastic as Captain Haddock. Uh, the script is written by Edgar Wright, so you know I'm gonna love it. Uh, it's just a really fun time. It's got a great mystery that like weaves throughout. It's got really cool action set pieces. Uh, the dialogue is really really good, and like it's visually stunning to look at. Tintin. This is Hugo, right? For some reason, my entire life that I've always gotten these two confused in my head. I've never seen Tintin. I've seen Hugo, but in hindsight, I've seen both. That's what I've believed. I've always confused these two movies. Um, and I'm not the only one in this community that does it. I know there's somebody else, but man, I've been needing to see Tintin for a while, but when you think about it, I always think that I've seen it. So every time I just skip over it. So it's so uh, different from Hugo. I know, and it, that's the problem with it. It's a hundred percent different. I know that it's a hundred percent different, but like I think it's the poster or something like the the Hugo's how it looks. Animated. I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know it doesn't make any sense. I'm not defending my my actions. I'm just saying. There's either a poster or something that has like a similar color scheme that it just makes me think it's that movie. They and I know one very the, similar color schemes. I but most yeah, one, very similar color schemes. Uh, um, go depack something else. Um, <laughs> um, my thing is, uh, so yeah, I've been meaning to see it. I have not seen this one um, because one Scorsese and the other is Spielberg. Is that correct, Hugo and Tintin? Yeah, think of Tintin. Okay, correct. yeah. So one day I'll watch it, or one day I'll just continue to watch Hugo. Um, okay, uh, everybody else, I'm going to Mike first. Why is this not on your list? I thought every one of Spielberg's films were at least going to take your top 100 spots. <laughs> not every Spielberg, but this almost made my top 100 because, as everyone knows, I don't really care for a lot of animated stuff, but I will go to fucking hell with this movie. I, it's a great fucking movie. It's Indiana Jones in animated form. I love the hell out of it. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, great Fart on fire, awesome. Everything is fucking amazing in it. I love the hell out of this movie. Yeah. I love it too. Honestly, uh, as soon as he brought it up, I thought about it. And I may have forgotten about it when I was making the list, but it's a great freaking movie. I'm still heartbroken because I, as I was watching it and appreciating how good it was, it was like, God damn it, nobody's going to come see this. And it's gonna get lost, and we're never gonna get the Peter Jackson sequel we were supposed to be getting because that was the original plan. He was gonna make the sequel, and then they were gonna co direct the third one, and it was gonna be beautiful. But it's not because nobody went to watch the movie. By the way, if you watch, you can watch the original cartoon that ran on HBO in the 90s, it's really, really good too. Very true. Um, I'm disappointed in myself for not having seen this one yet because <laughs> I love the actual comics that it's based on 
Hey Cody, would you mind putting this on my list for me? <laughs> yeah, I'm make. I'm gonna make. Hey, Cody, can you make a graphic of Barr's lists, um, the movies that he wants to watch? Because I think he loses it after he watches every time he's on the show. I make a list. I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> nope. Um, okay. Um, again, at least I've seen Hugo. Okay, uh, we're going to Zario. What's your okay. 97? 97. Uh, I'm going with a foreign movie uh, from Spain. It's called. Thesis, which means thesis from 1996, directed by Alejandro Amenabar. Uh, I think his most famous work in America is uh, The Others, if you have seen that. Uh, it's a great film. Nobody watched it? No? Okay. Uh, it's basically a good version of 8mm. It's a film student that accidentally discovers a snuff film in the high school VHS tape library. Yes, VHS is 1996. And then she kind of gets so intrigued by it that she starts digging around uh, for more information on it. And she kind of discovers this whole secret uh, web thing where people were actually killing people and selling the films to people who wanted to watch snuff films. It has a great performance by Eduardo Noriega, which might come up later in my list again because he's a great actor. And also uh, Fele Martinez, which plays Chema which is the film geek of the movie. Uh, it's a movie that just can work in this frame of mind, in this frame of time, because one of the big keys of the movie is that, that they use the type of video camera that could digitally zoom, and there were only three models done by that age. If they do that movie today, they, nobody solves the crime. Nobody solves anything. But it's a great movie, and everybody should look for it. Yeah, I'm going to save time. I haven't seen this. It sounds interesting, but I haven't seen it. Everybody else, you want me to add this to your list, Bar? No, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I have to ask you, oh, does it that's have Walking Phoenix working in a porno shop? Does Just it? like 8 millimeter. Mm. I don't I think Nazar I... heard the question. <laughs> I said hey. with Bar, don't add this to my list. Okay. You don't not a Cameron doing. movie. It, it's not a Bar movie. <laughs> not, a, not a fan of snuff films? Okay, fair. Um, all right. No, surprisingly, 96? no, I'm not. 96. Great. My 96, we're going back to the good stuff with the child's movies from the 90s. <laughs> this one is all about baseball. And who doesn't love baseball? The Sandlot. It's the story of a kid who didn't know anything about sport and because his, uh, he didn't have a dad and his mom just married Dennis Leary, which is kind of an asshole. So he <laughs> becomes friends with a bunch of kids from, from the town and they love baseball. They're really into it. Like that's their passion. That's their religion. And he slowly learns what it means. It has a, a great appearance by uh, James Earl Jones as a, as a blind man that lives behind <clears throat> the kid. And the beast is legendary. Also, when the peppercorn is still hot. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, make your options real quick on these. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're running a little above our time. Uh, but Sandlot, fantastic. No problems with Sandlot. Um, I, it's a childhood movie. It has baseball. Uh, basically, that's my life in a nutshell. I think it's great. It has. Uh, 
it used to scare the crap out of me. I, I, I wish I could go back to that first time of trying to figure out what the beast was. Uh, cause that feeling is like, as a kid was first thing of anxiety right there. Um, everybody else on Sandlot, uh, bar clenched his chest, but said nah to his list. Cause he decided to put Yankee doodle dandy. I knew you um, were going to say that. I fucking knew it. I love, I love the Sandlot. I don't care what one Kirk has to say about this movie. This movie holds up so well. Like the the performances from these kids, like these 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 kids act like genuine genuine kids. They don't act like adults had written dialogue for them. They're acting like kids. And uh, I don't think a movie has ever used the song Tequila better than this movie. Like that scene is one of my favorite scenes in movie history. Um I man, I do love this movie. It's just it just doesn't make my list. It probably would be in like my hundred twenty though. If Rodriguez did a dance around third base, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Mike, Cam. It's a great fucking movie. I know I have seen this movie, but uh, I do not remember having seen this movie. Uh, I am so sorry. Well, Benny the Jet disapproves. Yeah, Benny the Jet does. Uh, cool. 95. Good for him. 95, it's uh, the first time that Kevin Smith is coming up in my list, but it's not the last. And it's 1999's Dogma. Hmm. This is a great movie. And if you grew up a Catholic boy like me, it's even better because he digs, <laughs> he digs so much deep into Catholic lore and makes fun of all the little plot holes that religion actually has. That is brilliant. And that is why it stuck with me because I like the movies that kind of see religion from a different point of view. And I have another couple in the, in the list that may approach that similarly. But beyond that, it's just really, really funny. Hey, and Jay and Silent Bob, Snoogans. Um, I think most people know this. Kevin Smith, not my director, not my taste. Do not like him. Um, I I understand there's a huge following behind him, but he can stay where he got drafted in the showdown and all that stuff too. I don't care. I don't think I've I've seen all this. I've seen most of his films one time, and I don't ever really want to go back to any of them. I understand. If they relate to you and you like them, cool. But they're not my cup of tea at all. And I'm not, I didn't grow up Catholic, so this one also didn't hit. Um, Mike, you're a Kevin Smith fan, right? Oh, yeah. Buddy Christ and No Dick Alan Rickman. It's a great fucking movie. And Barr and Cam. Cam, you want to go first? Yeah, uh, I'm fully with Cody. Kevin Smith, (laughs) not my director. In the slightest, I have not seen this movie. Uh, I mean, I've only seen two Kevin Smith movies, and I didn't like either of them. But one of those was Cop Out, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> but probably not. I'm not a Kevin Smith guy. No, so. no. Hell no. That movie's not a Kevin Smith movie. He didn't write directed it. by him. Yeah, but he didn't write it. Well, um, that's not my problem. I, I respect Kevin Smith more than I necessarily like Kevin Smith. However, this is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. I really enjoy this movie. It's got some great humor. Uh, Alanis Morissette is, is really good in this movie. Um, 
And honestly, it's one of his better looking films. Like you could tell that he had the budget that he wanted for this movie. Um, yeah, I enjoy this movie. I like this one. Okay. Uh, what's your 94? 94 is going back to the kiddies. Kids movies <laughs> from the 80s now. This movie has everything a child could want. A known king, a desert that turns people into sand, and a witch queen that takes off her head and changes it with, with, with one of the hundreds she has in a, in a thing displaying in the back. It's awesome. It's returned to us. Firuza Balk is a great Dorothy. This was before she became a crazy person. When she was just a little kid who had a little hand, and she went back to the land of Oz. It's technically a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, and it's actually more faithful to the, the Oz books than The Wizard of Oz was. It's scary, it's creepy, it tells a nice story, and I love Pumpkinhead. It's, it's a great film. If kids like it, yes, I shown it to my kid and he loves it. So you can do it too. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I also believe that about the first one, so I'll leave that where it sits. Oof. Let your kids watch other things. We've improved. Let us show them that we've improved. Um, you guys on Return to Oz. I, I, first of all, I want to talk about how Nazario turned into Stefan from uh, from uh, Saturday Night Live. This movie's got everything. It's got a headless queen. It's got a chicken named Belinda. It's got a TikTok man. Uh, but, but I I haven't seen this movie. I've seen the trailer, but haven't seen it. He so, knew so many things, though. I know. I've researched it, but I've just never seen it. If I wanted to watch a different version of The Wizard of Oz, I'd watch Wicked. And if I wanted to watch the regular version of Wizard of Oz, I'd still watch Wicked. <laughs> That's valid. Mike, it's a good fucking movie. That's, that's three stars. I'm just gonna let you know that's three stars. That's I, four that's, stars. Oh, that's four. Shit. Yeah, no, okay. I believe three stars is just. It, it's a movie. It, it is. A, like, <laughs> three is there's it, no it's adjective. A just it's, a it's movie. an okay movie. It's, I don't know. Oh, okay, uh, maybe it's changed by the time we release this. Okay, so we're on the thing again. We're talking a little long on the ones that are our bottom half. So let's try to quick these through. Um, so we're gonna start at 93s bar. What's your 93? Uh, my number 93 is Friday. Okay, cool. Um, I saw this for the first time a few months ago, and I really enjoyed how simple it is. Um, it's, it's just like a really... I love slice-of-life movies that don't try to overcomplicate things, and it's just like, this is what's happening. And this is one of the better ones, um, because Ice Cube did a great job writing this script. Uh... It's simple, but you still have relatable, fun characters that you want to see how their day is going. Um, and it's just one simple Friday. Uh, I think that <clears throat> it's got a great antagonist. Uh, it's got some great memorable characters. Uh, and everyone knows some of these lines. Uh, by Felicia. Um, and, and when the two of them just go, Damn! I just really enjoy this movie. It, it's one that I put on, like if it if it's a rainy day, and I just want to chill out and relax. The best part of Friday is John Witherspoon. I will always yes. stand by that. I like next Friday. 
I like After Friday. I like these kind of movies. They make me laugh throughout. Every time I come to the kitchen, you're always eating. But <laughs> I like pig's feet. I like hog jaw. You're always eating. Um, Why are we talking before, in the bathroom? He pours cereal. He's only got water. <laughs> That's gross. Well, sorry. Um, overall, I agree. I think the story just, again, slice of life, just a normal day. And how they, you know, uh, the characters are so, like, relatable. Like Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, like, you know, Smokey getting fr- fired from his job on his day off. Like, it's just, like, the little stitch. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely, I think Friday's a fantastic movie. I probably have in this range, too. Uh, everybody, quick on Friday. Why, n- why did it not make your list? I haven't seen it. Shocked. Shocked. I thought it was funny, but uh, I've seen funnier. It's no return to Oz. Um, <laughs> Mike, what what uh, what star rating? Hang on. <laughs> I broke my. Yeah. <laughs> over here taking a shit. I love it. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. <laughs> so good. Okay, what is uh, Mike? Whenever you could breathe, I need your ninety-three. <sighs> God damn, ninety-three is considered one of the scariest and greatest horror movies of all time, *The Exorcist*. Nobody has it. Good well, job. So this movie <laughs> <laughs> also means you fucked up. Um, but all right, if you haven't seen this movie, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's got people taking pisses on floor. It's got people jumping out of windows. It's got somebody stabbing herself in unmentionables. It's got your mother sucks cocks in hell. How do you not love this movie? Okay, this movie's amazing. The greatest possession movie ever. I don't think it'll ever be topped. It's a great fucking movie. I just love Mike. Like, if you don't like, like, it's got people pissing and defecating on me. Like, woofa. He's not wrong. No, I know. Uh, this movie is okay. This movie got a very bad rap for me um, for the simple fact that my dad referred to this as the scariest movie he has ever seen in his life. Mm. Which I hate when people do that. So when yeah. I tell people to watch The Exorcist, I give them nothing. Because I think I would have liked it more. I sat through the thing and I said, when am I supposed to be scared? Because I'm not terrified by any means. Um, which was a bad setup for me. So it's never been one of those movies I go back to. But if you just watch it, if you haven't seen it, just go in with a complete blank slate. Don't don't think about anything you're expecting. Because the movie will, I think, grab you better if you haven't. You have no expectations for it. But this is a movie that can be overhyped really bad and can ruin expectations for it uh exorcist uh cam why don't you like people pissing on the floor (laughs) i haven't seen the movie you this is again not a cameron movie in the slightest no uh bar um i'm kind of in the same boat as cody I'm kind of in the same boat as Cody. It's where this movie was so hyped up. It's one of the scariest movies of all time. People fleeing from the theaters as they're seeing it. And I watched it and I was like, I'm not really scared. However, I do feel it is a very, very uh, interesting uh, character study of Jason Miller's character, Father Damien, was it? Yeah, Father Damien. Um, I, I, I personally recommend if you go into this movie, you see it as a character study for his character. Um. But 
I do really like the movie. It's just that I'm kind of in the same boat as it got really overhyped for me. Similar story here. Uh, my dad told me that he took my, my mother to watch this as a date when they were dating, and that she was so scared that she couldn't. She didn't want him to leave after, so he stayed over the night. But he sold that as a plus thing to do, like take a girl to watch The Exorcist, man. You know, but yeah, the movie's great. The movie's great. Just that lets you know about it from before. Is it works even better when you just experience it? Linda. All right. Cam, what's your 93? My number 93 is A League of Their Own. Uh, <laughs> yikes. I knew it. <laughs> uh, All right, good Rosario, job. 93. My 93 is Wolfgang Riedermann's The Sword in the Stone from Disney. It's one of my top 10 Disney animated movies of all time. So being 93... It, it, it means that I have a bunch of other things on top of it. Uh, it's my favorite version of the King Arthur story. I love Merlin and Archimedes and their relationship with Ward, who turns out to be King Arthur. It's a very um, segmented movie. It's, it's done like a series of short stories, but they all link together. And it's really charming. It's one of the best things that Disney did in the 60s, maybe even the 70s. It's a great film. Everybody should watch it. Um, as a, as a non-trivia manager, this movie is good. I like this movie a lot. As a manager, um, I hate this movie. I despise this movie. Um, it cost me a championship this year. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. Um, and a germ and a virus are totally different. I will stand by that. Um, especially when it comes to the context of a movie. Um, yeah, this movie has actually got a really, I think the final scene in this movie is one of the in my like top 20 scenes in Disney because the battle, like the witch battle, I think it's so entertaining, like them going back and forth. I think it's so good and so underrated. And for the animation back in the time to look as good as it still does, well done. Like Toy Story, like now looks terrible with the animation for what they used. I still think this one looks really good. So well done. I think the choice is good. Um, I don't know top 10 Disney. That's a little yikes, but um, you also hate the Lion King. So we'll talk about that. Probably never on this. Um, anybody else on Sword in the Stone? I love the Sword in the Stone. When it comes to my personal top 10 Disney, uh, this makes it my number 11, but uh, I really <laughs> I really do like this movie a whole lot. As you guys said, the animation is beautiful. The the dueling magic scene is incredible, um, and it's got some really memorable songs. Take it this figure. This is one of the more underappreciated Disney songs. I I, I I really like this movie a whole lot. It's got swords. It's got stones. What more could you want? <laughs> That's the tagline. What do you want from me? <laughs> it's a good fucking movie. Okay. Um, we are at Kim. No, we already did yours. Okay, bar. Um, and number 92. Uh, it's, I think it's a great fucking comedy. It's Super Troopers. Cool, no one else. This is one of my most quotable movies that I've ever seen. Uh, everyone knows the whole shenanigans scene. The, hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant with the uh, the goofy pictures and the mozzarella sticks? Oh, you mean shenanigans? Oh. Everyone knows the meow scene 
that you stop that. Rat me out. And honestly, these characters are these characters are. Just, they're so fun because you can tell that the Broken Lizards troop are having such a blast making this movie that the energy and the fun that they're having is just incredibly infectious. Uh, Brian Cox even decided that he would take a pay cut working on the second one because of how much fun he had working on the first one. Uh, it's such an infectious movie that it's just a whole lot of fun. And I highly recommend it because you will be quoting this as soon as you finish watching it. I uh, love the Broken Lizard guys. I just wish that they would have gone in a different direction later on. Like, the earlier stuff I love, later stuff, hmm. I really like Cody Speedy talk Speedy first. Speedy. You're supposed to let Cody talk first. Oh, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> not a big deal. Uh, this movie's shit. I'm sorry. Oh. You, can take your leader, you can take your leader of Cola and shove it up your ass. I'm sorry. I don't find this you funny. Know the I know yeah, <laughs> correct. I also know Wolf Cop doesn't mean I like it or ever want to see it again in my life. I mean, I'm fine with humor, and I'm fine like these guys. I'm I, just, I don't understand. Like, they're my, my high school friends thought it was the greatest thing ever to walk drive through like a thing and say, "Oh, you got a liter of cola." I'm like, I just want to punch people. I don't find it funny. They also did Beer Fest, I think that's right. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But, like, they just, they ha they have potential. They just took all the B-Rit scripts from Will Ferrell decided to do it. I mean, yeah, probably, No, that's insulting. No, no, it's not. They're Will better Ferrell than Will Ferrell comedies today. Mm, ooh, no, no. Uh, this is the one that goes in the Clarence Bennett blockbuster when they're done. Like this one's straight Clarence. So uh, not great. Sorry. What do you think? I actually like Super Troopers, the first one. Uh, I haven't gotten around to seeing the sequel. But if you're going to put a Broken Lizard movie, I would have put Club Dread instead. Eh, that's just taste, I guess. That's, they're probably, that's probably my third favorite of the Broken Lizards. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Fair. What do you want from me, people? <laughs> to watch movies. I do. It's not this one or anything on your list. Okay. <laughs> um, Mike, 92. Uh, my number 92 is another TC movie, Collateral. Probably oh. my favorite Tom Cruise performance. Him as a villain is so incredible. I love his performance. I, lo I love just the way that Michael Mann shows L.A. Because most movies shows L.A. as it actually is. Pretty much shit city that's covered in dump. <laughs> it just sucks. But Collateral shows it as beautiful at night, like just beautiful landscapes. And then you get there and you go, what the fuck was I watching that for? Look at this fucking place. But Tom Cruise, he kills who he has to kill, but he's a decent guy. He is a decent guy unless you piss him off. It shows what Jamie Foxx and his mother seen in the hospital. When they walk in, he tells them, aren't you going to buy your mom some flowers? He goes, no, because she's not going to like the flowers. He goes, do it. 
it's your fucking mother buy the goddamn flowers. So he buys the flowers, and then she ends up, when she finds out that it's Jamie Foxx, she thinks who bought them. She complains to him. When she finds out Tom Cruise bought it, she goes, oh, they're really pretty. And Tom Cruise gives the, the greatest expression ever, just going, what the fuck is going on? I love the club scene, which a lot of people always bring up as a great scene in that movie. It's an amazing scene. The way he handles that gun is impressive. Shows more in Mission Impossible movies what he can do stunt-wise, but this movie is just fantastic. This is one movie with Jamie Foxx I can actually really stand and love for it. It's a great fucking movie. Collateral is genius. Collateral is one of my one of my favorite Tom Cruise performances. Um, probably like him in Tropic Thunder more, but he has less time. But this is like this is the most different Tom Cruise ever has been in the movie. Yeah. Uh, literally, I would can put him up there as one of the most evil people in a movie. I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. Um, I just purchased this movie, so I'm so excited to actually watch it again. Um, so yeah, hands down, I think it's a great choice. Uh, why no collateral for you guys? Don't like Tom Cruise? Well, that makes you incorrect. I actually really like this film. I think it's my favorite of the Transporter series. But it's not good enough to make the top hundred. Return to Oz. <laughs> Witches. We're gonna be hearing this for ten weeks, so Witches. Like the list goes on and on, but oh, collateral, please have some respect. It's, it doesn't hold a candle to that. Because it's well made movies. I, I actually have Michael Mann in my list, so doesn't have a pumpkin head. Oh, darn it. Tom Cruise was wearing a pumpkin head. <laughs> and a witch showed up and said, hey, fucking terrify these children. We might have a shot. Cam, have you seen it? I have. Uh, I think Tom Cruise is really great in this movie. Uh, I've only seen it once, and I don't remember it super well, but I remember him being terrifying as hell. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, Coho, can you do me a favor? Um, add this to my list. <laughs> Kim, what's your 92? Uh, my 92 is Nightcrawler. Hmm. All right. Uh, this movie is kind, is really interesting. It's, Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of terrifying in this movie. Like, his performance is so subtle and nuanced and just, like, it's so restrained at points. And then at points he just, like, lets himself explode. And he's absolutely incredible in this movie. Uh, the story is paced really, really well where, it, like, you don't really know where it's going to go next. Uh, like, you... <laughs> like, you don't know where it's going next. But, like, every twist and turn, you're like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Jake Gyllenhaal is going absolutely crazy and is willing to do whatever it takes to, like, make a name for himself in this business. Uh, the scene where he, like, arrives at an active crime scene and is just like, oh, I need good footage. I'm just gonna break the police lines, walk straight into this person's house, and, like, gets footage of this man essentially dying on the floor and is like, I'm not gonna help you. I'm just gonna get footage of this. It's insane and then the way that it sort of builds with his assistant is fantastic this movie 
is fine. This movie is fine. This movie has been overhyped for since 2014 because Jake Gyllenhaal did not get the Oscar nomination for this performance, and the community's pissed. It's basically how I see this movie. I went, I saw it when it came out. I said, "Oh, it's, it's a good movie, no problems." And then the community blew up, and I said, "Whoa, what is this Nightcrawler movie? What is it, X Men?" And I go back. I'm like, "Oh, it's the Jake." Okay, it's fine. But everybody's now raining and raving. It's so good. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing, but the overall movie I think is okay. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is top notch. But I don't like. I honestly don't like the movie. It's nothing. I have nothing to cheer for in this movie, and I'm not okay. I don't need a movie to do that. But like, this one is a straight line of just. It's kind of like American Psycho for me a little bit. Like, I don't have anything to like. I, that's just chaos after chaos after chaos in this one. It like this building thing, and it's just not for me. Um, anybody else on Nightcrawler? That's kind of insulting to compare it to American Psycho. Are you in, okay? Are you saying that's insulting to Nightcrawler or American Psycho? To a Nightcrawler. Okay, thank you. I'm not. Like, no, I didn't <laughs> say. Well, hear what I'm saying. I said the chaos of it. I'm not saying it's the same movie or the same quality in movie. It's just it doesn't rest. It has the same thing, and it just goes in that direction. But that's what's so great about Nightcrawler is the fact that it just doesn't rest. It doesn't let you go. It's the same reason I really love Uncut Gems is that it's just a thrill ride. From oh, start now to that's finish. an insult. That's an insult to even <laughs> compare this movie to Uncut Gems. Look, 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 look. I'm look, surprised look, you've look, seen them, Cut Gems. It was one of the best movies of last year. Uh, I uh, thought it was on your list. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so, Nightcrawler, I think, is a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal should have won the Oscar that year. The, the scene where he's just staring into the mirror and then he just suddenly grabs it and has that that moment where he's just shaking it. It's one of the greatest acting performances I've ever seen. Um, and the story, it's its just so uncomforting. It's so uncomforting. But you see the way that the mechanism is working, and that is what makes it so interesting. I love this movie. I like this movie. Uh, I like the, the story of it. I like uh, how the twist goes later when he cannot actually get the, the stories uh, that he kind of goes and makes his own stories. Uh, I don't get the hype. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is always great. He was great in Prisoners. He was great in Nocturnal Animals. He was great in End of Watch. I don't hear people making such a big fuss of those movies, but yeah, it's good. It's a really good movie. The stuff between Jake Gyllenhaal and Bill Paxton is awesome. It's a great fucking movie. Uh, I'm not going to make it with Bar on the show. Um, all right. Uh, who was that? That's Nazario. What's your two? Uh, my number two is uh, one movie by this guy that it will come up later again in, in the, the list. It's uh, one of his Spanish language movies because I actually think that Del Toro works better in Spanish. It's El Espinazo del Diablo, known as The Devil's Backbone in English. It's a story set in the middle of 
Spain in the 1930s, in the middle of the Spain Civil War, about a kid whose parents got killed by, uh, were rebel soldiers, so they got killed, and he gets dropped in the middle of an orphanage, who just happens to have a giant bomb that hasn't detonated in the middle. And at the same time, the kids uh, have a story, be- uh, have a fear, because there's a ghost that lurks in the corners of a kid that mysteriously disappeared. It also features Eduardo Noriega, which is, like I said, a great Spanish actor. And the story of Santi and the ghost and the bomb, which I have right here in this beautiful package, is a beautiful story. It's a beautiful fable that everybody that has not seen it should. It's one of the Toro's top three movies, in my, in my opinion. No, haven't seen it. Sorry. Should, Anybody else? It's I've heard great things. things. Nope. Okay. There are movies outside the United States, guys. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, now I know that. I'll I'll put that on my radar. Um. All right, Bar. What's your ninety-one? Uh, I think I get to take a break for this last movie for this episode. It's uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I figured as much. Eh, can't wait till that moment. <laughs> um, uh, Mike, what's your 91? 91 is the 80s version of Fright Night. Hmm. And yes, I know, you, you don't have it on your list. You fucking should. Because guess <laughs> what? You want to know what it's like to have a vampire next door to you? No, you fucking don't. Because it's not a good time. Okay, it's not a fucking good time. Bad shit happens when you have a vampire living next door to you. But Chris Randon is fucking amazing as Jaden. <laughs> and evil Charlie's best friend is so incredible. His one line within this movie is great. And what happens to him later on in the movie without spoilers is funny as hell. This is just a great fucking movie. They all know what movie they're in. It's a campy fucking movie, but it does it so great. So many great vampire moments. You got Rowdy McDowell playing basically Elvira in a way as a host of a TV show that talks about horror movies, that shows horror movies, and he gets roped in to having to deal with his own vampire. Does he want to? No fucking way. He wants to run. He wants to hide, just like anybody would. But fuck it. He goes in and he takes care of business. TCB, it's a great fucking movie. So I actually saw this in the 80s collection, and I was like, what the hell's Fright Night? And then it was highly rated. Uh, pretty much it's it's not considered a bad movie. I just haven't been able to see it yet. Um, but it sounds interesting. Um, since I'm betting, I may be wrong, but Nazara, you've seen this movie, so tell me what you think about it. I think it's a great fucking movie. It's one of the best horror movies from the 80s. It just... I don't know. I, I think my list is a, a little more wide in categories. I needed more space for children's scary movies. <laughs> I had to be Fright Night out of it. I'm just going to say it is really worth it's really worth watching it. And, and the least you know about it, it works better because a lot of things get ruined because they become memes later on. Just make sure you watch the 80s one and not the Colin Farrell one. By the love of God, do not watch the Colin Farrell. I've heard not bad things about the Colin Farrell one. Um, I haven't seen it. Fair. I'm shocked. 
There is um, nothing wrong with the 2011 Fright Night. It's great. David Tennant's amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen this or the remake. I'm, I'm literally appalled. Um, <laughs> um, Cam, what's your 91? Uh, my 91 is Girl Interrupted. Oh. I just love the Nazario shit. Yeah. The total shit at the bottom of the my He's my just sitting there. Straight to the Excuse me? <laughs> and then he's sitting over here with gems at the bottom of his <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Girl Interrupted is a movie that just like really kind of hit me the first time I saw it. Uh, it's about a young woman who checks herself into like a mental institution uh, after she gets diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And I think it's just like a really real and like human portrayal of mental illness. Uh, and you see a lot of these different people who are all affected by different forms of mental illness. And all of them are very like real fleshed out characters. Uh, Winona Ryder is incredible in this movie. Uh, Angelina Jolie, I don't love, I don't think she should have won the Oscar for this movie, but she is still very, very good in it. The story uh, has like a really good progression where uh, they're in there and they become friends and then they end up going out and you see sort of how not being in this safe space. Oh, bye, Mike. Uh, how not being in this safe space sort of affects, uh, affects people with these issues. And I think it's just like a really well-told real movie. And that's what I like about it. I have not seen Girl Interrupted. Um, it's directed by James Mangold, who did The Wolverine. And it's on my <laughs> list. Um um, but no, it's not on my list. <laughs> I, I, it's not one that I've really heard much noise about, yeah. to be honest. Um, so I will look into it. Not guaranteed to watch it, but um, yeah. Uh, bar. Uh, hey, Cam, do you remember the dance therapist in the movie? No? Cool. Um, I had a college professor who was in this movie. She played the dance therapist. Um, you know, I know a guy who was in Creed too. Really? <laughs> wow. He must suck. Um, he does. But yeah, yeah. Usually, if you're in that movie, you're an asshole. Um, however, um, yeah, this is a solid movie. Uh, I need I need to be in the right mood to watch it. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. But it's solid. It's a really good movie. And Nazario. It's alright. It's uh, the it's the worst James Mangold movie has made, and I'm counting Night and Day in Copland because Copland is actually pretty good. Uh, it's not that great. Angelina Jolie is better in Gia. Uh, Winona Ryder has been better in a lot of other things. It's a movie. It happened. It was the nineties, I guess. Fair. Okay. And well, well, there's a wild mic that appears. Uh, <laughs> lucky we're almost done. So Nazario, close us out for episode one of the top 100. I'm so glad Mike is back because I needed him to yike this. My 91 is Evil Dead to Dead by Yikes. All right. Cool, so we're done for tonight's episode. Um, 
we have a lot of great choices and a lot of terrible choices. This is either going to be the greatest series of my life or are the worst one. I don't know how I felt about in the summer one because that hasn't started in this universe. Whoa. Here again. <laughs> Magic. So, soon, why this keeps recording, I will know which one's worse. But right now, this one's pretty bad. Um, so check us next week while we break down 93.81. Um, should be a great time. Um, will Evil Dead show up next episode, or will it be five episodes past that? But this is Bar's top 100 bleeding right now. Nah. This is Nazario, probably worse. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> it's a lot worse. Mike Hanley, he sold me on a lot of good movies and had collateral, so I appreciated that one. And Cameron Holtzman, not bad so far. I don't see anything real hey. issue. He just hasn't been able to talk about it much. So yeah. those movies may be too low, but we'll get there soon. So the movies are yikes so far. On Cam's list, we have My Fair Lady, Warrior, Puging the Beast, and uh, League of Their Own. Evil Dead's the only thing from Rosario. Seven's the only thing from Mike. And I guess Barr also wow. had four. <laughs> yeah, but it's all by Cam right far. now. <laughs> so... They will show up at a later time, uh, so keep track of the movies that will be showing up later. Um, we will see you next episode. Well, I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. You got a lot of problems, don't you? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You can't handle the truth.